bringing you the latest in tax credit news. This is Tax Credit Tuesday with your host, Michael Novogratik. Hello, I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is Tax Credit Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, September 18th, 2018. This week, two years ago, back in 2016, the tax committee was reacting to the details of a tax reform plan released by then-presidential candidate Donald Trump. Trump's plan eliminated most corporate tax expenditures, except the research and development credit. This meant the low-income housing tax credit, the new market tax credit, the store tax credit, and renewable energy tax credits were all at risk under the plan. He also proposed cutting the corporate income tax rate from 35% to 15%. As we know, that plan did change as tax reform wound its way through Congress last year, although many of the provisions were in the final bill that passed. Thankfully, though, the aforementioned tax credits were not eliminated, although many of them were indirectly adversely affected by other changes in the tax code. In today's podcast, we're going to talk more about the latest efforts to enact Tax Reform 2.0. After covering Tax Reform 2.0 news, I'm going to discuss the confirmation of a new IRS commissioner, as well as progress that's being made towards the first release of Opportunity Zones regulations, as well as the National Volume Cap Report on private activity bonds. And then before I close, I'm going to discuss State Opportunity Zones news, as well as income limit estimates, a HUD notice on regulatory relief, and an update on a California energy bill. So, if you're ready, let's get started. In Tax Reform 2.0 news, House Weeds and Means Committee Republicans on Thursday did advance their legislation on a party-line vote. Now, the legislation is a package of actually three bills, and these three bills do not directly affect affordable housing, community development, or historic preservation. Now, as we've expected, House Republicans are focusing on permanently extending the individual and small business provisions of the 2017 tax law. Those provisions are currently set to expire, many of them, in the year 2025. A House vote on Tax Reform 2.0 is scheduled for October 1st. That said, the legislation is not expected to pass the Senate, and it's unlikely to even be considered before the November midterm election. However, depending on what the new Congress looks like next year, lawmakers may revisit a second round of tax reform. Now, if or when tax reform legislation or tax reform 2.0 does advance, the main concern for the tax credit community will be whether and how lawmakers choose to pay for it. As proposed, the Joint Committee of Taxation estimates that the House Tax Reform 2.0 package would cost federal revenue about $2 trillion over the years 2026 through 2035. Now, bear in mind that $2 trillion is in addition to the $1.5 trillion price tag of the 2017 tax bill. The concern in the tax rate community is that crucial affordable housing, community development, and historic preservation incentives might be put in the chopping block to help pay for these additional tax cuts. Now, I should note, or caution, we haven't heard of any specific or explicit threats to any tax credit programs. However, many of us remember all too well the momentary scare that occurred last year when the first version of the tax bill 
proposed repealing the tax exemption for productivity bonds, which includes the repeal of multifamily taxes and bonds. Now, multifamily tax and bonds help finance nearly half of all low-income housing tax credit homes a year. This is according to the National Council of State Housing Agencies. So losing that tool would be devastating for affordable housing. Now, fortunately, taxes and bonds were preserved in the final version of the 2017 tax bill. But still, that near loss is a good reminder that even the most successful and proven affordable housing and community development tools can be vulnerable in a rewrite of the tax code. Now, we'll keep a close eye on any Tax Reform 2.0 updates, as well as any possible vehicles for tax legislation. Congressional leaders did reach an agreement to keep the federal government funded through December 7th. And as we get closer to that funding deadline, to that December 7th deadline, we'll see if Republican lawmakers use the fiscal year 2019 spending bill as a way to push tax corrections, tax extenders, or other tax legislation. While speaking of the tax code, the IRS now has, finally, a confirmed commissioner there to guide the agency through the 2017 tax code changes. The Senate last Thursday confirmed California lawyer Charles Reddick as IRS commissioner. The Senate voted 64 to 33 in favor. That means 15 Democrats joined Republicans on a yes vote. Now, Reddick will take over for David Cotter, who's been acting as interim IRS commissioner since November, when John Koskinen's term as commissioner ended. Now, Cotter also is the Treasury Assistant Secretary for Tax Policy, so now he'll have that job full-time and no longer serve as IRS commissioner as well. Reddick's term, by the way, runs through November 2022. And still staying on the topic of the IRS, the IRS last week took one step closer to releasing long-awaited regulations on our Opportunity Zones, or OZs. The IRS Thursday sent proposed OZ regulations to the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs, or it's known within Washington parlance as OIRA. Now, OIRA is a division of the White House Office of Management and Budget, or OMB. Now, we don't know yet what the proposed regulations contain, but we will find out soon. OIRA has 10 days to review the proposed regulations. And once that review is complete, OIRA returns the proposed regulations to the IRS, and then, within 24 to 48 hours, the IRS will likely publish the proposed and interim regulations for comment. We do expect them to be both proposed and interim, meaning you can rely on them. Now, after receiving and considering public comment, the IRS will publish final regulations. The goal from the IRS is to release these final regulations before the end of the year. And that's obviously an ambitious timeline, but it's not completely out of the question. I do expect the IRS will release its proposed and interim regulations before our upcoming Opportunity Zones Conference that's being held in New Orleans on October 2nd and 3rd. And we plan to discuss these proposed regulations, combining Opportunity Zones with tax credits, as well as other practical insights at our conference. Now, this conference is going to be a great place to meet and network with other Opportunity Zones community participants. Now, if you haven't registered yet, I would encourage you to do so as soon as possible. We already have over 800 attendees that are registered, and space is limited, so get your spot now. And for those of you who are unable to attend the conference in person, 
we're offering a chance for you to attend the conference online live. I will include registration links in today's podcast show notes for both in-person and virtual attendance. I'll also send out a tweet with both the links. And as a reminder, for those of you that are interested in Opportunity Zones, Novogratz and Company has a couple of new resources for you. Now, one of those resources is the State Tax Code Conformity Tool that I mentioned in last week's podcast. The feature on Novogratz Opportunity Zones Resource Center lets you compare how state tax codes for individual and business income or corporate compare with federal Opportunity Zones provisions. Now, the other new resource is an Opportunity Zones 101 summary. It's a five-page PDF that's a useful summary of what the Opportunity Zones incentive is and how the tool can be used to drive investment into underserved communities. I'll provide links to those free resources in today's show notes as well and tweet them out. I want to also note now, and this will be brief because I'm going to go into more detail in next week's podcast, is the Council of Development Finance Agencies is expected to release its 2017 Private Activity National Bond Volume Cap Report this week. This is a report that comes out about this time every year, and we at Novogratz always look forward to it because it's our first insight into the level of multifamily bond volume activity in the preceding year. I will report on these findings and, and provide more analysis in next week's podcast. Also, we'll report on it in future blog posts. Now let's turn to some state-level Opportunity Zones news. There is legislation in Ohio now to add a state tax credit for investing in Opportunity Funds. Legislation was introduced for a 10% credit with a few requirements. The requirements first, the credit applies only to taxpayers who invest at least $250,000 in an Opportunity Fund in a given year. And second, that Opportunity Fund will at most hold all of its assets in Opportunity Zone businesses or Qualified Opportunity Zones properties in the state of Ohio. We'll keep you posted on any progress made by this legislation. And in affordable housing news, more specifically, tax and bond financing and local housing tax credit news, Novogratz has estimated the national income, the state median incomes, and low-income housing tax credit limits for many areas through the year 2020. Basically, the next two years, 2019 and 2020, we have estimates for most areas. Now, these estimates can help affordable housing developers, investors, and lenders better underwrite properties, let you better understand what future rents and future income levels for tenants to qualify will be in the next couple of years. The reports are entitled the Novogratz Rent and Income Estimator Reports, and they are available for purchase. I'll post a link in today's show notes to the reports and to a blog post that my partner Thomas Stagg wrote that outlines these estimates. I must say, it is a must-read. Also, I'll tweet out a link to both the reports and the blog post. Now, in other affordable housing news, HUD did publish a notice last week to establish an expedited process for it to review requests for relief from regulatory and administrative requirements. Now, this relief is possible in presidentially declared major disaster declaration areas from this year. HUD already announced waivers from those requirements for public housing authorities, tribes, and tribally designated housing entities. Now, this notice formally defines those waivers, and it applies them to any future disasters during this calendar year. 
And then in some renewable energy news, California Governor Jerry Brown signed a bill requiring that all retail sales of electricity to end users, as well as all electricity procured to serve state agencies, all this energy must be carbon free by the year December 31, 2045. Now the legislation includes a gradual increase in the state's renewable portfolio standard. That minimum amount is gonna go from 50% in the year 2025 to 60% in 2030, and then reaching 100% in the year 2045. This legislation means there's gonna be more interest in building solar and wind facilities in California, especially before the phase downs for the federal production tax credit and investment tax credit are completed. Well, that brings me to the end of this week's report. And I do wanna share that Novogratic released last week a new booklet on HUD's Rental Assistance Demonstration Program, also known as RAD. This booklet covers how the program works, discusses financing issues, compliance matters, and more. So if you work with RAD, or you're interested in learning more about RAD or recapitalizing public housing, I encourage you to order your copy today. I'll include a link in today's show notes and tweet it out. That's it for now. I'm Michael Novogratik. Thanks for listening. This weekly podcast has been brought to you by Novogratik and Company, LLP. Archived podcasts are available online at www.novaco.com forward slash podcast or by subscribing to the Tax Credit Tuesday podcast in iTunes. You can find related links referenced in this podcast in our show notes at www.novaco.com forward slash podcast. Novogratik and Company LLP is a national certified public accounting and consulting firm with offices nationwide. Learn more about our professional services at www.novaco.com.